Welcome back to Take It to Court Podcast. I am your host, Attorney Natasha Scruggs. And I have with me the wonderful <laughs> Kathleen. And I've been saying Greer, and you've been letting me say that. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> it's not Greer. It's Geyer. Geyer. Mm-hmm. She, she met my I... dad last night at the watch party. Yes. So attorney Geyer. the pressure's on. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so he's a fellow attorney. And I like we, t- we had a lot of stuff to talk about last mm-hmm. night. So first of all, we are talking about the WNBA All-Star Game. It was so lit last night. And thankfully, Mrs. Geyer, Miss Geyer, uh, she was able to secure Johnny's Tavern. Yep. So we had like six different TVs up there. I think so. And then dedicated sound in the party room. Yeah, dedicated sound. It was They've perfect. been a great partner so far for the WNBA and KC. Yeah, they were giving us food, drinks. I was eating, drinking, <laughs> being merry. Yes. <laughs> I was late. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I'm so happy that we did that. That was so fun. Me too. And we got to meet some new people. Um, and I am just so excited about the way that uh, the community, even just the response we've gotten on Twitter, has yeah. really kind of welcomed um, this new um, chapter of women's sports. And I think that the timing with KCNWSL being in town and ahead of the Olympics and all of the incredible women that are in the news every day. Yeah. I just think it's such an exciting time to be a sports fan. It really is. So let's jump into the game. So first yes. of all, we we predicted that W that team WNBA was going to win. Yes. And they did. Yes. So the score was 93 to 85. Were you surprised at how I guess how close it was or or was that kind of predictable for you? I was almost more surprised at how much team WNBA kind of pulled away at the end. I thought it would be a little closer, and then all of a sudden it was like, oh, they're going to win. Oh, they're really going to win. Yeah. And it felt like a pretty decisive win, honestly, for them. Um, The score, I mean, obviously isn't a huge, huge difference, but it's enough that, you know, it's a commanding win for Team WNBA. I agree. I totally agree. I felt the passion. There was a lot of trash talk before the (laughs) game. Um, I heard that Candace Parker was saying that she was going to um, – who did she say she was going to go at? I think she said she was going to go at um, Chelsea Gray, uh-huh. the the one who – Gary. <laughs> she said, that used to be my teammate, and I'm going to go right at her and do stuff. And then Chelsea was like, that's my dog. So it was just a lot of little stuff like uh-huh. that. I heard that Brittany Griner um, was challenged by Sabali. Uh-huh. She said she was going to dunk on her. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then – you said on the last episode that this was going to be, they had something to prove, so it was going to be a lot of that. Yeah, I think that, um, again, we talked a lot about how the structure was really going to kind of play into um, another level of competition, really, because, yeah. um, you know, all-star games, we kind of, we're kind of used to just people show up, people have fun, they're going against teammates, and they're just kind of all there for the whole festivities of the weekend but i think this one people had people definitely had something to prove when they weren't on the roster when they're playing for another um country in the olympics um again it kind of shows really just how deep this league is yeah there were seven debut debuters last night that's huge like so they were trying to basically say, hey, this is going to be our big look, and we possibly yes. want to – I know that they want to make an Olympic roster. Oh, yeah. So two of my favorites that were new last night was Courtney Williams. Oh, she came in with 
just such a like commanding presence <laughs> from the orange carpet like all the way into the game oh yeah she had and the, the suede the suit hair. at the carpet that yes. was popping i was like okay sis i see you I and see the little you. dance coming like off the platform too and clear yeah. introductions yes yes and then they had her mic'd up and she was screaming during oh the three-point contest yes which was hilarious uh so this is her first all-star also this is kalia copper's first all-star <laughs> Both of them have been playing very well throughout the whole season. Yeah. I was super excited to see them. Um, somebody was saying that the All-Star game is like a guards game, and it's like the guards have to get the post involved. Do you uh-huh. feel like that? or? I mean, I think that I think that the league in general is pretty balanced in talent between the guards. I mean, you have some really commanding guards, but then you have some forwards who can really – um, command a lot of attention and really make plays happen in the paint. And so I don't, I don't necessarily think it's a guard game. I think that in general, um, the guards who we see the most, just because you know they're controlling. really good battles all through the game. Yeah, I like that. Speaking of battles and um, guards, so people were talking about who could potentially replace Suber as a point guard for future Olympics? Because people were talking right. about, um, people were talking about, you know, hey, she's kind of at the, her, at, probably at the end of her yeah. career. Uh, her stats were kind of modest last night, four points, two rebounds. Um, I, I did hear that people are saying that Chelsea could mm-hmm. potentially do that. I like the way she plays. Yeah. I, I, I enjoy watching her. What do you think? I think she's fantastic, and I think that she's a great decision maker, and that's really what you're looking for most. You're not necessarily looking for a ton of production out of that position. Mm-hmm. You're looking for somebody who can see the court and see the opportunity there for kind yeah. of each player in front of them. Yeah, she's kind of tall too. Like yeah, she's not she's not little. Right. But <laughs> she can see. She can. She pretty much has good eyes on everything. Yes, and okay. I think that she. Um, again, has really shown that growth in the last couple of years. I mean, she was fantastic coming out of college, but um, has really shown that growth and that kind of refinement in those last couple of years that we've really needed from her. Oh, yeah, I agree. So did you feel the excitement of this game? I mean, it's been two years since the last WNBA All-Star game. This is the 17th All-Star game. Did this game feel different than the past All-Star games for you? It did. Um I've watched the All-Star Games for um, several years now. I think that really the momentum of the league right now um, and in its 25th season and the way that they've brought in some of the former players, I mean, having Lisa Leslie and Tina Thompson on the sideline, I think that added a lot. But I think there's just such a hype around the league right now, and everyone's excited to just be a part of it and be a part of the growth. And so I think that that played in a lot, and – I mean, it felt like a much higher production value last night as well. Um, <laughs> even the intros and the carpet. Oh, yeah. And, um, you know, I think the fact that they let the players live tweet from the sidelines and um, be sending out videos mid-game and, um, you know, really, like we've said before, be promoting themselves through the whole game. I think that it just felt really, really personal. And I think that they did a really good job through the app as well giving that kind of virtual experience. Yeah, I think a lot of people were talking, even people who didn't necessarily want to watch the game, they were like, wow, this game's a good idea, and this looks nice. I like how you talked about live tweeting on the side. They also had 
different sports journalists on the side uh -huh. that were live tweeting and had cameras and yes. things. Did you enjoy that? Like, I like looking at the different aspects yeah. of that. Yeah, I did. Um, I think that, again, you've got a lot of people out there who are really good advocates for the league. Um, and whether they are, you know, sideline reporters or studio talent or, um, you know, even just kind of the the writers covering the league, I think that everybody brought in a lot of passion and a lot of um, storylines for us to follow. And I think that that, again, is what makes it so, like, watchable and so easy to invest in. I agree, yeah. You can literally hop in, like, a right. double dutch rope. <laughs> <laughs> and that, but that shows the importance, too, of the reporters knowing the teams oh yeah um because i mean if you have announcers come in and they're like well you know britney griner's out there and she's doing britney griner things like she's <laughs> she's rebounding she might dunk and of course that's a storyline and we love britney griner we love watching britney griner dunk but to be able to have all of the other stories and even to be able to talk about how you know Allie quigley wasn't in the game but she was in the three-point contest and yeah. then to be able to recognize her and Vandersloot together and yeah. talk about them and kind of their relationship and talk about, um, you know, teams and people who have been traded and following Candace Parker. And, exactly. exactly. Um, you know, I think that, again, that kind of deeper knowledge has made it so relatable mm -hmm. and so easy to jump into um, because you're kind of just getting this education all along. Exactly, the whole time. Uh, speaking of three-point contest, Allie, she did really well. <laughs> she, Not a surprise. Yeah, she had her eyes uh, on the prize at the end. They oh, said yeah. she was so calm shooting. It was exciting. So they had a... So basically, it was um, John Quell Jones and mm -hmm. her. And then they both... What did they both have? 26? I think they both made 26 uh -huh. uh, buckets. They tied in the first round. So they had to tie, and then they had to break the tie. And I was like, oh, my goodness. I don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> now, for some reason, Jones wasn't as hot that second time, so she missed a lot of shots. And then Allie just brought it home. Well, she played in the whole game, too. <laughs> <laughs> She's tired. Yeah. Oh, yeah, she got a double-double in the game. She right. played her ass off in the game. So yeah. shout-out to her. She had 18 yeah, she had points, a long, 14 She had a rebounds. long night, but she did – she was every bit as competitive as I expected her to be in that, yes. um, in that, and you know, really gave Allie a run that she probably hasn't really had uh, right. in a lot of those. Um, but again, so excited for Allie. She did say that it's her last three point contest, and she can't just keep coming out and winning these. <laughs> Which I'm what like, a struggle to have. Right. I, I think she should do it. Like, oh well, oh well, just keep doing it. <laughs> but I know she probably doesn't want to keep doing that. Um, but let's even talk going about... back to watching her go against Chris Paul over the summer. Oh yeah, so much fun in the yes. like quarantine shootout. Yes, that they did. Um, I love stuff like that. I wish we could see more of that. Yeah, and I I think that they. I think that a game like this really shows how, like, deeply they're interested in each other's lives off the court, too. Oh, definitely. Um, and, you know, whether or not they've ever played together, a lot of these probably have, because obviously once you get to an elite level in basketball, you kind of are seeing the same club teams. You're seeing uh, the same college teams. You know, UConn is obviously well represented on every all-star team, every Olympic team, um, Tennessee, too. But... You know, every single player on that court was really just rooting for the game. Yeah. And excited to see each other. 
they, and celebrating really every every time out. Yeah, I think that you're right. They gel really well. The WNBA team, man, like I said, seven new players and uh-huh. a lot of them. There was so much talk on Twitter about like we're like they're letting people know we're the new girls. We have fresh legs. <laughs> we're here. We're up next. Like that yes. was the that was kind of what people were saying. Now let's talk about this Olympic team because. Diana Taurasi said she wasn't going to play. She announced right. that before the game. Right. She said, hey, I just came Still off. Still injured. Of, yeah, mm-hmm. I just came off an injury, and I'm getting ready for the Olympics. But my question is, because a lot of people are saying she shouldn't have even been picked for the Olympics. What do you feel about that? Do you think she's ready physically to p- even play at the Olympics if she can't play at the uh, All-Star game? Yeah, I mean, I think we do still have um, a little bit of time to prep for the Olympics. Um, I think that the biggest concern, you know, obviously is – Kind of whether it's fair, I don't know. I don't know if her presence makes or breaks our success at the Olympics. But um, you know, should that spot have gone to somebody else if she wasn't going to be physically ready? I think that that's that's my thing. A pretty, I think that's a pretty valid debate. Um, I'm hoping that someone knows more about her health than we do, and that she's you know ready to go and just didn't want to risk anything last night, kind of like Liz. Right. <laughs> I hope that she's ready to go. Um, yeah. because I definitely want us to get a win. When oh we yeah. Go. Um, and I, and, and I do, if she is ready to go, we do need her. If she's yeah. not ready to go, we could use right. somebody else. <laughs> right. So. But I mean, nobody wants to see her miss out on another, <laughs> another medal before, um, you know, her career is over. But at some point, you know, Team USA is a relatively, experienced and slightly older team at this point yeah and so i think it's gonna be really really interesting in the next couple of years and again i think that is part of what um made this game so interesting because it does show that there are players next up and they yeah that you know maybe we don't have a whole lot to be worried about for team usa for a long time right right uh okay so were you impressed by the way they were playing i liked how britney was playing i liked uh-huh. how brianna brianna always brings it right though. um sylvia yeah i i think that they were in rhythm i think they're i mean they're a very um they're a very connected team at this point i mean it's it's been the same players for long enough that yeah. i don't think it takes them a whole lot of practice together <laughs> to get ready so. for it um and you know i i think that I think they looked fine. Yeah. I, they all played well. They all looked ready. But again, I think that Team WNBA just brought in a little bit of extra passion. Right. <laughs> Pushed uh, them over the edge. Asia Wilson played well. I think mm-hmm. she got, had eight points. Um, Skyler, she was she she really wasn't that present as far yeah. as she had five points. She was playing good defense. Mm-hmm. That's something that I saw. I don't think we see enough of that. Like right. WNBA defense is really good. It's so good. So they kind of kept each other, um, a- except for at the end, like you said. At the <laughs> end, they were kind of like, okay, we lost. Right. But besides that, I think the defense was good. The offense was good. What about Arike getting the W, getting the MVP award? Oh man, so deserving. She had such a great game yesterday, um, and was just really exciting to watch Mm -hmm. and i mean she has been the whole season but this was really a truly deserving all-star performance for her yeah i kept hearing the announcers say her name she scored 26 points (laughs) she she was going crazy last night and there was some talk and just had the biggest smile on the whole night too yes 
Yes. And she shouted out because uh, they were talking about how, you know, she wears a number 24. Uh-huh. And um, Kobe's wife, Vanessa, was there and mm-hmm. her two little babies were there. Yes. Um, so John Quayle Jones had uh, 18 and 14. Mm-hmm. And there were talks like which one is going to get MVP. But they felt like Arike. Yeah, had the better performance, and she did. She really came. She kind of she's a reason why you know Team WNBA won. I think she was a little bit more of a leader too. Yeah. Um, I think she took on a little bit more of that responsibility, um, which again goes into goes into those kind of decisions. Yeah. But yeah, both both I would have been happy with, but I think Arika is more than deserving. So when it comes to the Team WNBA versus Team USA, uh-huh. did you think that Candace Parker, who was on Team WNBA, which is kind of a younger team, so she's yes. kind of a vet on that yes. team. Oh, she just announced that she's on the cover of 2K. So uh-huh. that's a big deal. That's how you know that you're not a youngin. You're not a rookie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the first woman ever to be featured on the cover. Yes. Um, what did you think about her performance? She had five points, five rebounds, five assists. Yeah, I mean, I think that it's kind of a classic Candace Parker game. She gave us steady. She gave us, <laughs> she's everywhere. She's the, um, she is kind of that established leader. And, um, you know, she's not a necessarily flashy player, but she is kind of everything we love about the WNBA yes. at the same point. And then she's on the cover of Slam too. Oh yeah, I saw yeah. that. Yeah, it was a huge, huge week for her. Oh yeah, it was huge. And then I saw her and... Um, wasn't she on the sideline with somebody? Her and Liz. Oh yeah, her and <laughs> her and Liz. See, Liz. Okay, so Liz announced. I didn't even know she wasn't playing until like right before. Right. She said that I don't know if she got hurt or something happened or she was just tired from practicing with Australia, but she decided that she wasn't going to play. So she was on right. the sidelines talking to the girls, and I saw them kind of like, wh- what were they doing? <laughs> She was just she was hugging everybody. Oh yeah, she was hugging yeah. everybody. Uh, she was eating popcorn. Shout out to you, Liz. You're funny. But um, well, she slayed the slayed the red carpet too. I love the red yeah. carpet looks. I liked how Skyler looked. She had her uh-huh. hair back. Um, it was just the energy was crazy. So Bet Nija, my girl, uh-huh. she she played. This is her first. I think yeah, this is yes. her first one too. Yes. She did all right. You know, it, it's a big stage, and everybody can't you know score the big the big numbers. Right. But she put up she put up four. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, when you've got that many people on the court and that many people on the bench too, yeah. who can produce, yeah, you're really fighting for it. You're really fighting for for that stage. It's it, it was especially crazy. when your defender might have a vendetta. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so now we're going to the Olympic break after that game. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we don't know. We're trying to figure out what the schedule is. It's not up on the app, but we'll let you guys know. <laughs> but I'm excited for the Olympics. I'm ready. Yeah. I think that Team WNBA got them ready because they needed yes. to understand, like, all right, we need to up our game. Right. We need to – I'm not saying they're going to go hard, crazy in practice, but, right. you know, I think that they should be ready. Yeah. Well, and we were talking just before the show came on um, about the viewership numbers. I mean, they're up across the league this year. And that Dallas-Vegas game <coughs> right before the break that was on ABC, um, viewership was up 44% through 16 weeks. And, I mean, we've we've really got something kind of building here, which is why you should invest in women. I agree. <laughs> Man, that was so nice to see. That was just a great game. It was. A great production. Um, 
what about the coaches? So we had coaches on both sides. We had mm-hmm. Lisa Leslie. Yep. <laughs> she was not playing. No, she was not. <laughs> she did not come to play. She was like, hi, I'm Lisa Leslie. I only come here to win. Okay. Like, <laughs> which, I mean, I would do the same thing. She should I think, if I think were, about it. Right. If I, I would love to see her and Tina out coaching. I was going to say that. And I don't know if this was a little bit of a trial for them. I don't mm. know if anybody's suggesting it behind the scenes, but right. I kind of hope somebody is because I would love to watch that storyline. Yeah. Just like how excited I am to see John Staley coaching the national team. Me too. Oh, no. I'm so happy. I, I love Dawn. I love her. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I'm excited. So there were other veterans at uh-huh. the game as well. I saw Cheryl Swoops at the game. Uh-huh. Um, apparently, Cheryl Swoops is one of the four vets that is going to be on 2K. Uh-huh. So they're bringing out, I can't remember who all it is. I need to find it. Um, I know that it's a few. So they have the current players that are going to be on uh-huh. there, but then they have, I think, four past players that are going to be on there. I think there. that's right. And I'm, I'm excited about that. 2K is what I'm using to really get to know the ins <laughs> and outs of everything that's good about every player. So I, Yeah, that's a fun way to do it, too. Shout out to 2K <laughs> for investing in women. That's what uh, Candace Parker said. Yeah. So we know she got paid. <laughs> She got a check. I yes. hope she got a, a sufficient check because yeah. Luca got the other cover. Luca got the main cover. Oh, Luca so got they the did main like, cover. They did, I think, four covers. So did he? Did they get the same pay? Uh, <laughs> always the question. They did. That's all I'm saying. I hope that there was equal pay for both covers because they. I mean, mm-hmm. what's the difference? Um. So yeah, apparently for. So it is going to be four of them on there. Let me see exactly who it is. This man tweeted it. It's <laughs> a problem with Twitter. Yeah, you're I on it too much. You like too many things. I, I can't find it. Oh, but yeah, I love seeing all of the women. Okay, Lisa Leslie. Mm-hmm. So Lisa Leslie, um, Cheryl Swoops. Tina Thompson mm-hmm. and Cynthia Cooper. Oh yeah, WNBA legends. That'll be, be perfect. On, that's gonna be amazing. That's gonna be on 2K. Yes, 2K. Yes. So everybody needs to get 2K and and play with the girls so that people know to invest in women. Mm-hmm. Cheryl Soups clearly is a legend. Uh, oh yeah, clearly she looked gorgeous last night. She had her hair popping, makeup with the with the mask on. So well, and her son's playing in college. Yeah, I think still. Yeah, and she had him while she was in the league. So it's a yeah. beautiful story. Like hopefully. He gets to go to that next level because yeah. then it'll be a real full circle moment. With I was him. able to interview her when I was oh. back at the star. Oh, I called her so because great. one of our um, women's soccer players was um, coming off of a pregnancy and she was leading the team and the league actually mm-hmm. in goals. Wow. And so we wrote this big story about um, just kind of the evolving role and place of moms in professional sports. And she was fantastic. And ironically, I called her like on her son's birthday. And so it was like an extra kind of emotional <laughs> day. Um, being able to just talk about, you know, what she went through and how the sport has really evolved um, in favor of women um, and sports in general. And, you know, I think that the athletes themselves have done a really great job advocating, I mean, going against, you know, we had some track girls that were getting dropped from their contracts because they were pregnant. Mm-hmm. And 
um the WNBA had a big announcement yesterday when we have a new pregnant oh, player. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> so Aww. that'll be really interesting too to follow um here in the next couple of months. Yeah. But you know, I think that it's it's really interesting kind of politically and sports and um I'm sure contract negotiation wise. Um but well to new- dive in and kind of realize that these women have full lives yeah. and want to have full lives yeah i know in the collective bargaining agreement didn't uh-huh. they put that in there yes okay so you can't just you, you technically can't fire somebody for getting uh-huh. pregnant but i mean if a team wanted to they could probably find a way around that i hope they wouldn't do that right but, but they also have family planning options for after players are finished um they are um i think reimbursing costs for donors and for um freezing and for all sorts of different things and just really becoming a league that's about the women and more more than just the sport right that's and that's what i'm saying i think that another thing i forgot to talk about was the um wnba social justice council yes they were i don't know what they did last night but i know that they were talking about doing something i'm not totally sure did you see anything about that i i didn't catch up okay we were in a loud bar okay yeah (laughs) i don't know if they did anything at the actual game but i know they've been working on a few things Mm -hmm. Uh, they have some great people on their council they have some great players representing themselves Mm -hmm. and they actually did this before last year so i know last year started a lot of the other leagues councils but I'm super interested in that, and yeah. I, I might need to contact some of them because that's that's a great thing that they have going. It is. Last thing I want to talk about since we're talking about social justice yes. is Maya Moore. Maya Moore's 30 for 30 premiered. It's called Breakaway. My dumb butt kept hashtagging breakthrough. <laughs> I was like, why do I keep hashtagging breakthrough? It's like my mind is saying breakaway, and my hands mm-hmm. are doing breakthrough. So if you try to type in breakaway, you won't see me. But if you type in hashtag breakthrough, you'll see I was live tweeting the whole thing. I was screaming. My friend was like, calm down. I was like, oh, my God. Not only is she from Jefferson City, he's from Wentzville, both Missouri. Mm-hmm. Not only that, but they're in a county that I work in a lot, Cole County. And the story is the most incredible story I've ever heard in my life. Like, it, it, it's almost a fairy tale story. And... Maya, because they were talking about her plan. They had clips uh-huh. of her being a kid playing. Thanks to her mom for recording her as oh, a kid. Yes. You see her taking it to the cup. And then you see her in high school. And then you see uh-huh. her in college. And then you see her in the WNBA. Like, she's the quintessential winner. I've never seen somebody. I think somebody said she's one of the most winningest mm-hmm. players or something like that. So for when she decided that she was going to take a break, she won again. Something that's so hard to do. So I think that she just has a mentality of winning and a knowing, like she's a special girl. She's so, she's big. I can't even call her a legend. She's bigger than a legend. She is. I mean, I think that she is such a complex person, but it's something, someone that absolutely everyone should look into her story and admire everything she's done. And I remember it being such a shock last year when she said that she wasn't going to play. And then it was like, oh, well, she's going to go home and she's going to do this. And then you you kind of followed the story. And then it was like, oh, wow, she did it. (laughs) Yeah, that's the thing. Um, I feel like she is talking about like when she we we didn't talk about the ESPYs, but she won an ESPY Uh award and she was talking about how 
she looks at her life as bigger than just basketball. Not saying that basketball is not an important part of her life, but she looks at her life and saying, what can we do as humans? And she feels like this is something important that she wants to do. Um, she, although Jonathan Irons, which is the, the, the man that she helped get out now, her husband, although his uh, case was vacated in March, he wasn't let out until June and right. then they got married and all of this stuff. She wasn't ready to go back yet. Right. So, I mean, I think somebody said, stop asking her. Is she coming back? And they were like, I'm not going to stop asking her. I understand. She's a phenomenal player. But she'll she come back. She has a whole life plan for herself. Yeah, she's only 32. <laughs> like, she'll right. come back when she wants to come back. Absolutely. She, she'll come back. I, I think she'll come back, but I won't ask her. <laughs> right. Um, also, but, like, she is the definition of using your platform for more. I mean, I think oh she God. is kind of what we, in a really idealistic way, look for in an athlete is you get to this point, you're successful, and then you find a way to give back to your community to help people. And I mean, not only has she forever changed his life and his whole family's lives, she saved a life. Yes. And she's going to save many other lives with her, with her nonprofit win with justice. Mm -hmm. They are doing, they're trying to go back on all of these cases, looking at prosecutorial misconduct, which is what happened with Jonathan Irons, mm -hmm. uh, a huge mischaracter of justice, like miscarriage of justice. Like I always talk about one thing that, Maya did is she shed a light on something that mm -hmm. it's kind of like you got people in the shadows and you got people in the light. She went to the shadows and shed that light on that. And she was talking about the SBs, how you need to talk to people who are not like you because yes. she said black people are not a monolith. So even though her and Jonathan were both black, black Americans, they uh -huh. had two totally different lifestyles, two totally different upbringings, and they were able to connect despite that and right. she wants other people to just look at the human side of people like is she a real person like she's <laughs> oh my goodness for her to be that i mean i don't know i just think that i know what it takes to be a champion and be a winner uh -huh. she's a she she's a wnba uh -huh. all-star champion she's a yep. wnba or she's a usa champ uh -huh. she won i think that they said she hasn't lost a um a title since like high school yeah. So she's won like four titles in high school, uh -huh. titles in college. Yeah. So it's just like she's wired like that. Like yes. she's a she she's wired to be basically a lion and she has her eye on the prize and it's uh -huh. like I'm going to make this happen. Jonathan was saying, she told him like I'm going to get you out. Mm -hmm. If she wasn't a part of that case, he wouldn't have got out. They kept doing it. They kept so there was a lot of, uh, just to sum it up, he was accused of burglary and shooting somebody. The person didn't die, but he shot him. The man said, it was a black kid, a black man with a low cut. He did. He said, I cannot recognize him. They did a whole bunch of other stuff. I can't even get into it, but mm -hmm. essentially they didn't have enough evidence. There was other fingerprints, all of this other stuff. Jonathan um, was only 16. He was charged as an adult. He didn't have parental, nothing. So what happened was he started writing all of these appeals and he got denied a hell of a lot of times. Mm -hmm. So from the age of 16 to the age of 40, denied, 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 denied until the last two or three years when Maya was a part of it, even though her family's been a part of his case for like the last 23 years. Mm -hmm. And that's how she got involved. But the last three years uh, when she got in it, it became bigger and bigger. And, and the, the research that they had done had had more eyes on it and the judge vacated it last year in the middle of the pandemic yeah 
she was on her knees crying, waiting like for him to come out. It was just oh. a lot. <laughs> it was a lot for me. Right. But again, so powerful. I'm sure ESPN will be showing it over and over again. It's an app um, loaded in there already. Um, just such an incredible story. And from just kind of a general activism angle, like there is no way that you can watch that and not be deeply concerned about the state of our country, our prison prison system, everything. Um, and oh, she's just such an inspiration. Yeah, <laughs> that was the biggest. That was big for me because I've been saying like Missourians are in a black legal mm -hmm. crisis and we need more. That's why I started the law camp in 2016 to try to get more black lawyers. Uh, that's why I do a lot of advocacy work. That's why I do pro bono work. That's why I started my, like, it's basically like my whole life purpose in a, in a, in a 30 for 30. <laughs> and it like, she gave me the evidence that I needed in the trial of, to the country. Like, Hey, right. we are in a legal crisis here. There are issues, you know, mass incarceration is a big issue. So mm -hmm. it just like validated. So I felt, I felt like it validated the work that I'm doing. And it also gave me the fire to keep going despite how, it could seem like I'm talking in, the, you know, in a silence. I'm mm -hmm. talking like in a room by myself. So shout out to Maya Moore. Shout out to Jonathan Iron. Shout mm -hmm. out to her, her uh, God family and God parents. Yes. And also to ESPN for capturing this for the last yes. couple years. They had cameras around her for the last couple years. ESPN 30 for 30. It's not a lot of uh, documentaries like going up against that. No, they've done a really incredible job in the last couple of years and i know that there's a lot of crossover between some of the nfl films crew um and i think you know they also do a fantastic job but the stories that they've been able to tell through that chris heron was another one that i thought was really really interesting yes college basketball player yes um had a lot of issues with drugs um made it to um made it to the league and still continue to struggle, but now he's speaking and Yeah, I um, love to see that. I yeah. like to see the growth. Right. And I think they did two on him. I think they went back. Oh, they went back. I didn't see yeah. that second one. So and I then if to you just really love drama, you go back and watch the U. Oh yeah. <laughs> I watch the U at least once a year. <laughs> <laughs> I need to do that. I love old school Miami. <laughs> like you have to. And the bad boys was so good. And just everything. Everything. Done. Yes. I love Absolutely it. Absolutely hit. But I'm glad that they got, gave her some attention because I know a couple of years ago they did a nine for nine series and that was just women's sports stories. Yeah. But hopefully this is kind of a foray into giving more, a bigger platform to some of those women um, who are making such a big difference. Yeah. Especially the WNBA players. Cause they have been on the forefront of social justice that she was talking about in 2016, when they kneel for Philando Castile uh -huh. and different things before Kaepernick, before all of this other stuff. So the story, the way that they told it was, was just perfect. So yeah. I don't know who was in charge of that, but whoever did that, y'all did good. <laughs> now, like I said, we don't know when the next game is coming. So uh, <laughs> we're going to go on this Olympic break. We will do an episode about the Olympics, and then we'll come back once the games are back. So make sure y'all follow, like, and subscribe. Take it to court. Take it underscore to court on Instagram and Twitter. And also subscribe to the podcast. Uh, like us on YouTube and follow her, WNBAKC. Mm -hmm. Just type that in. It's not going to pop up with the at, but WNBAKC. Yes. And then Natasha M. Scruggs as well. Mm -hmm. Thank y'all for tuning in. Bye. Bye.